0: Thank you, Pastor. And so yesterday I was wondering to myself, you know, I'm driving 12 hours to get back to Bay Presbyterian Church, knowing that there are wonderful preachers here who could take my place. But sitting here just a few moments ago, worshiping with you, I thought, I am so glad to be here this morning. I would have driven that in a moment to get to have experienced singing with you like that on this New Year's Day. And I pray that's a... Can I use the word harbinger? I know it's not ubiquitous. (laughs) But I hope that's a sign of things to come in this new year, that we'll delight ourselves in worshiping the one true and living God. And I bring greetings to you from the Carolina Presbyterian Church in Locust, North Carolina. I'm so grateful for Pastor Cole Raby and the session there that allowed me to preach the funeral of our beloved Joyce Barbie, who went home to be with the Lord. I was there on Tuesday and... um, with Kathy and Sarah and Ethan and uh, I'm so grateful we had a building that was filled up to overflowing with people grateful for that dear lady's ministry so I bring greetings to you from them and then a word to folks who are fans of Michigan (laughs) and Ohio State blessed are those who mourn. for they shall be comforted. And there can be an argument made that perhaps the Lord may in fact love you more than the victors For whom the Lord loves. He chastens. Just a thought. Without offense to the TCU and Georgia folks. Now on to something that matters so that I can offend all of you at once. Something that really matters because remember... In the ages to come, we're not going to be talking about football games. We're going to be talking about what our Savior has done for us as we rejoice in him and give thanks. And today, as we continue our way, by the way, we're going to stay in Luke. Uh, Today, we're going to finish up all that's to be said about chapter two. And then uh, in the weeks to come, we'll be skipping back over and picking back up in chapter five. And we're going to plow right on through and continuing to see how that the doctor has good news. Luke chapter two, beginning with verse twenty two. Jesus has been born his birth has been recognized there has been rejoicing even by the angels who visited the shepherds and those of course in glory and now comes after his birth his presentation officially to the world and is having done to him according to scriptures all that the father commands hear the word of the Lord and when the time came. And for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was eighty four. She did not depart from the temple, but worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. As the grass withers and the flower fades, the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached to you. Amen. So if you had right now at this moment, all that you ever wanted. What would you really have? I think back on my years as a child and at Christmas time, how that I would have made out my Christmas list and submitted it, hoping that Santa would take notice of it. And then we would walk into the living room on Christmas morning where my dad would be ready with his movie camera and a light that was, oh, it had about a million and a half lumens. So that there are. To this day, home movies of my sister and my brother and I walking into the living room, absolutely blinded and unable to see anything that was under the tree. But oh, how we love Christmas. And oh, how fun it was to get those gifts. But then would come the next day and the day after. And, you know, especially with younger kids, oftentimes they'll neglect the things they got and play with the box that it came in. And how like that we continue to be as adults. But I want to suggest to you that whatever thing it is that you think that you have to have, that just may possibly be the object of your worship. What is it that you're waiting on? And we read this story. And by the way, I realize there's no outline in your bulletin. And I apologize for that. Just stay with me. You'll have to look at me and listen. And I, Maybe you can look out the window and listen. But I want you to know that there are two individuals here who have been waiting. Their expectations have been centered upon the Lord, even though all the rest of Israel, it seems, were caught unprepared, unaware that the Christ child would be born. Remember how that the wise men, as we sang about in our opening hymn, showed up at Jerusalem looking for the one who would be born king of the Jews? And everybody was were like, what? And they asked where he would be born, and, and immediately the answer came from the scribes of those who knew he would be born in Bethlehem. And there is no indication whatsoever that even one person accompanied those men the few miles south to Bethlehem even to investigate the possibility that this was the Christ. How could that be? A people who profess faith and yet Who throughout the course of the life of the Lord Jesus, when he would show up and do the things that he did, it was like, who is this guy and where did he come from? And when the pronouncements would be made that this is the Messiah, the son of God, they they didn't believe it. And even though the disciples boldly professed, it, even they were not prepared for what would come. But yet we see in Simeon and Anna, two who demonstrate that faith equals waiting. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Waiting on God is equated in Scripture with trusting in God. And all of us who have lived life understand that there is waiting. For a child, it may be waiting for Christmas to come next year. And for those of us who are older, maybe it's retirement, or maybe it's the birth of a grandchild, or it could be any number of things. But when it comes to the things of God, we must wait. Abraham was promised a child when he was 75, and it wasn't until he was 99 when the child was finally conceived. So the child didn't come until 25 years later. Yet God's promise had been made. In the meantime, he waited. And so we see that in essence here, that faith in the Lord means waiting on the Lord. And Simeon waited. He knew he knew that the child would come. But in the meantime, Jesus mother and earthly father. Remember, the father in heaven is the father of the Lord Jesus by means of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, the earthly father, Mary, his mother did for him according to all that was written in the law of the Lord. So that Jesus throughout his life is the perfect law keeper. The one who gave the law, the one who inscribed it on stone is the one who ultimately keeps it so that we look to our own lives and realize that ours is a record of failure, a record of transgression, a a record of not keeping the law. Jesus steps in and everything that is necessary is done by him, even when he's an infant. And the law must be fulfilled by his parents. Yet he is demonstrating his, perf- his perfect obedience to the father. That's why we come today and we rejoice. This is the Lord's day. We realize that Jesus is the one who has done what we have all failed to do so that our trust is in him. And if you're trusting today in your own merit, if you think that you're going to stand in the judgment one day and God's going to weigh you in the balance and say, well, you, you weren't perfect, but the good outweighs the bad. You missed it. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Do you hear that? We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If you offend in one point, you offend in all. There's no getting in because our goodness is somehow going to outweigh the transgression. We must have perfect obedience to And that can only be in the person of the Lord Jesus. That's why we must trust in him, repenting of our sin and even our own righteousnesses. There is filthy rags, the Bible says. And trust in him. He's the perfect law keeper. Everything that was done for and by him has been done so that by his death and resurrection, we're saved and rescued. And for these dear people, everything rested on the coming of this Christ, the Messiah. His parents demonstrating their poverty. Apparently, the, the wise men had not gotten there yet. They didn't have the gold, frankincense and the myrrh. They had, to, they had to take the cheaper way out and look for a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons rather than a sacrifice of greater value. But they did as the law required of them because Jesus above all was to be wholly dedicated unto the Lord as he had been throughout all eternity but Simeon comes in and he sees this child and by God's gift of the Holy Spirit he recognizes him for who he is do you recognize him the world discusses and debates who Jesus is just like Jesus said to his disciples who do people say that I am and opinions back then as they do today vary and there's wide opinion about his true identity. Do you recognize him to be the king of kings and lord of lords, the savior of sinners, the one alone who rescues us from the judgment to come? Simeon rejoiced. Lord, you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. This is the nunc dimittis, probably not saying that right, but I didn't grow up in Latin where they speak Latin. I'm just kidding. He's pronouncing a glorious blessing here. You see, when you find Jesus, and I say that figuratively, he actually is the one who finds us. Simeon didn't find something that day. He was found of the Lord. But even so... He realizes that in the Lord Jesus Christ is everything. All the promises of God come into fulfillment in this Lord Christ. And so as he looks at him, he doesn't say here's a way of salvation. He doesn't say here's a possibility of being right with God. He said, my eyes have seen your salvation. Jesus himself is our rescue. He is the one who delivers us. And so all rejoicing that is in the heart of Simeon comes to fruition when he beholds Jesus. The one who has been prepared in the presence of all peoples, the Lord Jesus comes and he is publicly declared, and all are able to look upon him a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. It reminds us of Paul's words in Romans chapter one, verse seventeen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or to the Gentile. So Jew and Gentile alike. Find in Jesus the salvation of God, the rescue of sinners, the hope and the glory. Everything. You see, Jesus didn't isn't just an aspect of our faith. He's not merely an element of our worship. He's everything. He is our all in all. And his parents marvel. I mean, wow, how did this guy know that? Because here's a man who had continued by faith, even though there had been no revealed word from God, no scripture from God for centuries. Yet he trusted and he waited and he experienced blessing. And as he was blessed, he blessed the parents. This child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. Is that not true? There were great people then, just as there are great people now. But in heaven... There will only be those who are humbled in this life, who turned from what otherwise would have been their own accomplishments and achievements and righteousness, turning from that, turning unto Christ. So that we won't be talking about who's the greatest among us. We will we be talking about the one who is greatest of all? And that is Jesus. Pointed for the rising of many. A sign that is opposed, a sword will pierce your own soul also. Oh, what would it have been like for Mary to have heard those words? What was it like for her when nails would come to pierce her blessed firstborn? And surely this analogy of a sword piercing her heart came to reality. I can't imagine some of you have lost children i know you have some through terrible circumstances and you know what simeon is saying here and yet all the more for her and then anna who is she we're given some identification the daughter of phanuel of the tribe of asher advanced in years now There's a little bit of uh, ambiguity here in the original. Um, She lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84. It's also possible that uh, she had been a widow for 84 years. She may well have been past 100. But the point is, there had been a long passing of time. But she waited. A prophetess means that She had the ability to speak from God, a a gift that was given to her in those days. But yet we remember her because she testifies to the Lord Jesus. She had worshiped, she had fasted, she had prayed night and day. And the realization of all of her hopes are in the Lord Jesus. She gave thanks to God and spoke of him to all who were waiting the redemption of Jerusalem. Their fulfillment of their dreams, their hopes, their expectations, all of that coming to realization in the Lord Jesus. And so here we are in the year 2023. Nearly 2,000 years after these events took place. And you have to ask yourself, what are you waiting on? What is it That if you were to receive it at this very hour, what is it that you believe would be the fulfillment of your expectations and your hopes for life? And I want to tell you, if it's anything other than the Lord Jesus, you will be disappointed. But faith never disappoints. Scripture tells us that. And it's not that we may enjoy some earthly blessings. I'm not going to fall into the trap of trying to preach the health and wealth gospel to you that if you'll only take steps A, B, and C, then... Then your bank account will be running over and you'll be driving the car that you want to drive. Why do we care about that stuff? Think about the people who are living in deep and profound poverty in our world today. As I think of people in India and Southeast Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa who, you know, they're barely getting by. And yet they are wonderful believers in the Lord Jesus in many cases. Are we going to say to them, somehow our faith must be better than yours because we have more material blessings? Is that really what this is about? Or do you understand like Ricky Pollard? Ricky had cerebral palsy. And he would come uh, by the church and our house, the manse. It's a Presbyterian word that means place where the preacher lives. In Mississippi, they call it the Pastoria, and I thought that sounds like a place where you bury the guy. <laughs> Ricky would come by on his uh, electric motorized wheelchair, unable to walk on his own, and it was hard to understand him. And I'd walk out there to the sidewalk and talk with him, or he'd be in the church parking lot. And he came in our church. We we put in one of those nice little elevator things to you know get him up and others up the few steps that we had. And uh enjoyed talking with him. And this past week he moved on to higher ground. Uh, a friend of mine let me know. And all I could think of was faith realized. In the spirit, having departed that body, now in the presence of the Lord based on the faith that he professed that I believe is genuine. He's with the Lord Jesus. And one day that body will be resurrected from the grave, spirit and body will be rejoined and no longer cerebral palsy, no longer the inability to walk, no longer any encumbrance whatsoever. How? Why? All because of Jesus. The realization of all that God had promised. And so we see in the waiting. That that's faith. We can't see him now. We can't audibly hear his voice now as we might like to. We're not able to experience his presence as the angels and those who have gone before us into glory now experience him. But we wait trusting and knowing that faith will not disappoint, that one day we will see him. And those of us who wait for his appearing will find all of the fulfillment to be even greater than our expectations greater than our expectations it's a lot better than things that come in a box or that you can pick up at a car dealership better than a check in the mail life everlasting and so i trust and pray that in this new year you begin by trusting in the lord jesus that you look back and you're able to recount god's faithfulness The way in which God has preserved and protected you and provided for you in ways that you couldn't even ask for or think of. And you look ahead with the same hope and faith and expectation that he who has been faithful in the past will continue to preserve and protect you in the future. And if you're not there yet. Today's a good day. Today is a wonderful day for you. to Say, you know what? I've faced disappointment throughout my life. I have put my hope in so many things and I've been disappointed so many times. Is it not time for you to put your faith and hope in one who will never disappoint you? He will never let you down. Think of all the people throughout the course of your life. And I can think of many who've let us down. It turned out not to be what we thought they were. Oh, maybe it wasn't them. Profound failure, but enough to indicate to us that eh, they just weren't who I thought they were. You will never find that to be the case with the Lord Jesus. To use the vernacular, He's all that and more. And so we can look to Him and find Him faithful. So trust in Him. Turn from your sins. Turn from your own attempts to be pleasing to God. You'll never get there. I've quoted it before. It always gives my age away, but I can hear Tennessee Ernie Ford singing in the background. You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. The more you work and the more you try, the more effort you exert, the farther short you are falling. You know, if you had a rope spanning the Grand Canyon 15 miles across, imagine If you had all the rope or the cable that you need to span the whole width of it and were only lacking an inch, would you start across thinking, well, I've got most of what I need? (laughs) Think about it. Or do you look to Jesus and realize he is all I need? trust in him repent and believe in the lord jesus he is god's salvation for this year and every year and for all eternity bless his holy name let's pray father in heaven we thank you O lord for your grace and kindness to us in the lord jesus and thank you O lord that you demonstrated your faithfulness to these dear servants of old Who discovered when they looked upon Jesus, the fulfillment of all of your promises and they found them to be yes and amen. Oh, Lord, would you please open our eyes that we too may see as they did. The true identity of Jesus, regardless of all the reports on all the documentaries and all the books that have been written. The opinions of which vary many of which are dead wrong. Lord, turn us away from the wisdom of men that we may believe in that wisdom which comes from heaven. That we together may trust in Christ and that we also may rejoice in your salvation and that redemption that has come to Jerusalem and to all who believe in Jesus. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.